0: The Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association presents Top of the Stretch, a podcast that looks at harness racing in the Buckeye State.
1: Today on Top of the Stretch, Susan Schroeder, project coordinator for the Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association. Susan, in charge of taking harness racing to the fans in various means. Susan, uh, we just finished uh, virtual reality, uh, going to county fairs, uh, training centers, putting harness racing out there to people that may not know too much about it. And that comes under your duties as project coordinator.
0: Yes, it does. Uh, And we're really excited about especially about the virtual reality. Uh, because not, many pe- not everybody can sit in a bike behind a real horse, so this mm-hmm. is going to be the next best thing. Uh, they sit in that bike and look around, and it's just like they're in a real race. And,
1: you know, the wildest thing about that is even drivers, myself, even though it was in amateur events, to see the video that you get from a single camera in virtual reality is actually going to give the, the person uh, with the goggles and such uh, the true feeling.
0: Right. Uh, they look to their side and they'll see a horse right there. They look over their shoulder, they'll see a horse. Look down, you can see the horse's feet. It's it's amazing technology that we have. The
1: wildest thing is uh, the trainers, the caretakers, the drivers that we had working with us this past week up at Northfield, they had a great time uh, putting it all together and helping us.
0: They did. Uh, very proud of the horsemen that participated in this. Uh, you know, it's, sometimes it's up to the horsemen to do the best promoting, and and they all chipped in and did this. It was it was really a wonderful day.
1: Now the first showing of our virtual reality is coming up rather quick at the expo.
0: Yeah, Equine Affair is April second through the fifth. Uh, we have the uh, Standard Breds have a very large presence there at the Equine Affair and we'll have the virtual reality bike. Um, we had a version of it last year, and we had, on Saturday, we had 20 to 30 people waiting in line to get in it, and a constant line all day. Uh, everybody just loved it.
1: Something like Equine Affair is in very important for harness racing because it brings t- together people in all facets of the horse, uh, whether it be quarter horse, uh, thoroughbred, uh, uh, you name it, barrel racing, everything. And some of the folks that are there have no idea about harness racing. They're in their own little world.
0: Exactly. Uh, this is such a great way to introduce a, a, a horse enthusiast uh, into harness racing, and not just harness racing, but the standard bred as a good breed for, to do anything with, too.
1: Now, besides virtual reality, what else do you offer there at uh, the Equine Affair?
0: We will have uh, demonstrations. Standard Breads will be doing demonstrations. I believe that we have six separate demonstrations mm-hmm. that Standard breads will be in. We also have, they call it a petting stall, where we have a Standard bread that's in there. Uh, and people can come up, and due to the pretty much friendly nature of the Standard breads, people can come and pet them, and they just they fall in love with them right there.
1: Did you find last year that people were amazed, and a lot of people uh, were new to harness racing?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh we we hand out schedules so people know where they can go to see racing, not only at the Paramutual Tracks, but also at our fairs. So we try and get the word out where they can visit it after the expo's over.
1: Now the virtual reality is for other locations as well and you've got it planned for some other events as well.
0: Yes, we are we have applied to be at the Ohio Tourism Day at the Capitol. And that's right out on the lawn, and so we hope to have the virtual reality bike there. We also will take it to the Ohio State Fair for a 10-day run where we have uh, not only the virtual reality bike, but we also have a bandaging station with four plastic legs on it that kids can wrap legs and put boots on. And we also have a bone box where kids can dig in, like little archaeologists, where they dig in and find a horse bone and bring it up and find out what bone that corresponds to on their body.
1: Now, another event that we've got planned is Ag Day at Sugar Valley Farm and at the Delaware County Fairgrounds.
0: Yeah, this is something brand new. We're working with the Ohio State University Extension Office, and they do explore eggs for other... um, Other agriculture industries, they've never done an equine one, so they have no idea how many kids are coming. They expect between 20 and 70 Mm -hmm. high school kids uh, to learn all about the careers that there are in harness racing. Now that's May the 8th, I believe, right? Yeah, that's right, May the 8th. And what all will it encompass? I think we'll learn a lot at Sugar Valley Farms about the breeding industries, and then in the afternoon we'll go over to the fairgrounds And not only talk about training and driving, but the veterinary care, the farriers, track maintenance. And I I hope to touch on what it takes to market something like the Little Brown Jug. There
1: are a lot of opportunities in harness racing, no matter what a person wants to be. uh, So many different uh, types of uh,
0: occupations. Exactly. The Harness Horse Youth Foundation and the United States Trotting Association put out a Careers in Harness Racing book, a few years back and it is just full of uh, professions that you wouldn't even think of when you first think about harness racing
1: now the racing with the stars is now we are racing for the ohha in the buckeye state and uh, it's a tour of nationwide events has also started last week down in aiken south carolina
0: yes uh we're fortunate to be able to have Tom Pye to be to go to these events. Uh, last year, I believe we did sixty out of the sixty-six county fairs, and now branching out to the southern part of the nation.
1: Pinehurst, uh, North Carolina, that is set for uh, April the fourth, and Tom and we are racing. Going to make the trip down there.
0: Yeah, I think it'll be really interesting for people in that area that don't know uh, all what we have in Ohio. It,
1: You know, that was the big thing at, uh, whether it be Aiken or at Pinehurst, a lot of the folks that come out, and at uh, Aiken we had around 2,000, they may have a bit more because it's a month later in the season at Pinehurst, but a lot of those people, the only involvement in harness racing they have is those matinee days each year.
0: Yeah, I think it would be very interesting for those people to be able to come to Ohio and see how much racing we have and the wide variety of racing.
1: Now, the we are racing traveling roadshow, as you mentioned. Uh, what sixty out of sixty-six county fairs that had racing last year?
0: Yes, and uh, the fair boards love to have the the what we call the racing with the stars tent before because we can educate the the public. Um, People that don't know how to bet or don't even really know what the horses are doing out there at all, we have experienced personnel in the in the tent that can help everybody out.
1: What other as far as literature and I guess we've got uh, text messaging, uh, text trivia, so to speak, but a lot of uh, things to get the, the fans involved?
0: Yeah, we we use text trivia where people have to look through the program in order to find those answers to the questions that the announcer gives. Uh, and then if they win, they get to come down and get a T-shirt or some other prize. We also have a prize wheel, and we try to use the prize wheel well, and the texturier for educational purposes. So, uh, you know, like we'll ask questions about racing, and said even if people don't win something, they're going to learn something about racing.
1: Something that was very popular in Aiken was the, the coloring books for the youngsters.
0: Yeah, that is one of the best promotional tools that harness racing has, um, I've had a lot of adults that say they learned a lot from that coloring book. Yeah,
1: Now, uh, about 60 fairs this, again this year?
0: I think that we'll be back as many. Tom Pye wants to hit all 66, but we'll see if we can get that done.
1: We can get the people uh, involved, and in, uh, uh, OHHA will be at your county fair. Uh, we should also uh, mention, uh, uh, as far as... Uh, uh, Taking it to the the fans, even at the county fairs, a lot of the folks that attend those races, that will be the only time that they see racing in the Buckeye State. So uh, it's an educational process, even at the fairs.
0: Yeah, it, and the fairs are a perfect place for people to start because they can go back to the barns. They can talk to the trainers and, and drivers and owners that are there, and they can, they can pet the horses. And you wouldn't believe what a big thing that is for people to actually pet a racehorse.
1: One of the other projects that you're with and uh, approaching the deadline for it is the fantasy league that you uh, have with the OHHA.
0: Yeah we developed this to try and get people interested in what it's like to have their own little stable. People pick six horses and they watch their horses race all summer uh, and we have various prizes that we give out monthly and then the leading money earning stable gets a big prize at the end of the year I think it's a perfect way for people to get their feet wet a little bit without it costing anything. My hope is that they go on from uh, the fantasy stable on to fractional ownerships. And then from fractional, hopefully they'll buy into partnerships or buy a horse themselves.
1: Fractional ownership is... Um... Going by leaps and bounds in harness racing, a lot to Anthony McDonald up in Canada. That's At one time, I think uh, he told me he had 763 different owners on his horses. And even though it's a fractional
0: ownership, you still get the same thrill as if you owned the the entire horse. Exactly. If you own 1% or 100%, Going down in the winter circle is just as big a thrill no matter what part you own.
1: Another event that uh, comes up uh, this summer is
0: Charity Night out at Scioto Downs. Charity Night is such a wonderful outreach program. Uh, we get hundreds of people for Charity Night that have not been to the races before, and we just they have a whole entire night where they're learning about the racing. We get them in the starting gate. We get them back to the paddock to visit their horse for the night, and that's a big deal.
1: How in the world did Susan Schroeder make it to the Buckeye State and the Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association? Have you been involved in racing throughout your life?
0: Yeah, since I was a kid, uh, my parents were dairy farmers, and our barn burned when I was 11. And uh, my dad always wanted to get into harness racing, as as his grandfather had been in it. So, dad and I just went to the went to a sale and bought a horse and started there.
1: And you even went as far as becoming a trainer in the Chicago area.
0: Yeah, I trained and raced horses most of my life in Chicago. Um, And then I went to, um, got a job with Minnesota Harness Racing. I was there executive director for a few years and then came to Ohio.
1: Running aces, uh, great facility.
0: Great facility. Uh, People are so excited. The, The apron is full, and that's really what's fun up there is that the the people that come to watch the races.
1: What brought you to Ohio, though?
0: Found out I was going to be a grandma, and I didn't want to be too far away from that new grandbaby, so I decided to move here. I moved here, had no job, sold my house in Wisconsin, and just moved here on on uh, love of that baby, I guess.
1: That's about four years ago?
0: Yes, correct.
1: Now, the whole family, though, is involved in harness racing here.
0: Yeah, my daughter, Jessica, works for the United States Trotting Association, and... Jason Roth uh, is uh, race secretary at Sciota.
1: Interesting conversations when you're sitting down for dinner.
0: Yes. Uh, we all come at it from a little different angle, so we do have interesting discussions and f- an argument here and there.
1: <laughs> now, to close out, i uh, got two final questions. One is, what do you see as the future for uh, harness racing in the state of Ohio—it's uh, climbing. Will continue to climb, and uh, uh, by leaps and bounds.
0: It, it is uh, when you when you think about the money that's here for purses and everything—that's that's so wonderful. But I think the biggest thing is the amount of time, effort, and funds that the Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association is putting into promoting racing. Uh, it's unheard of in any other state, uh, and it's just its just amazing how we're getting the word out.
1: Susan Schroeder, we thank you for being with us today on the top of the stretch, but one final question. If you had to live with one food item the rest of your life, what would it be? I'd have
0: to say it would be pizza.
1: What kind of pizza?
0: I'm a cheese and sausage girl.
1: Thin and crispy or a regular crust?
0: Oh, that can vary. That doesn't matter so much. <laughs>
1: I love pizza too, but I I have to watch my weight, so it's thin and crispy as the uh, diet.
0: Yeah, that's probably a better a better option for me too. <laughs>
1: Susan, uh, do you get a chance to get out to some of the fairs as well?
0: Yes, I do. Uh, it's I really really enjoy the fairs. That was kind of where I was from when we first started out. We went to the fairs in Wisconsin. Um, And I really, really enjoy the fairs because, like I said, the people can get out and be close and personal.
1: I've always said the backbone of harness racing is the county fairs.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree. Thank you for listening to Top of the Stretch. Top of the Stretch podcasts are a presentation of the Ohio Harness Horseman's Association.